Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Enough. Da, 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 da. That's right, it's the captain on the ticket, 93.7. I'm with who could be my co-host, Terrence. Big Bass, big bruh. I'm going to play a song for you real quick, Bass. Let me see if you know this song. You know who this artist is. Because I've had some people on that had no clue who this artist was. Come on, Michael Jackson? Yeah. Too easy. Too easy. I had people talking about that was Erica Badu. That was everybody but Mike. <laughs> wow. Right? I couldn't believe that. Erica Badu. Hey, give me the money song. Give me the money song, Bash. We're going to talk about something real quick. We're going to get to this money real quick. Now, in this day and age, of the transfer portal, the NIL. What's your thoughts? And we're going to go to room 4334 because I want you to get a little get backs. But what's your thought on the NIL and the transfer portal? You know, I I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. Um, I'm, I'm glad they have it the way they do now from uh, limiting players to go certain places. You know, saying... Um, um, it puts a player out there to be even be recruited by a team. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not against it. I'm not against it. What I'm against is the player itself and not realizing his own self-worth and, and taking the easy way out instead of working for something. You know, Amy Williams is the head coach for Nebraska. But if they knew her story and understood what work ethic is, Amy – walked on for three years and finally got a scholarship for a fourth year. You know, and I used to see Amy come out of practice with Band-Aids on, uh, nose guards, from broken nose and everything else, but she kept coming. She was a Rudy. 
she was a Rudy. She just re- refused. But the reward was she got a full ride scholarship. The bigger reward is her team's in the NCAA, and she's the head coach of the university that she walked on as. So, you know, just because that that success don't come quick enough doesn't mean it's not there. Mm. Um, a lot of times, I feel like a lot of a lot of our kids this era feel like everything is given and not earned. It's the opposite. Everything is earned, not given. You have to earn it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the best way to. And that's the that's the only way to you know validate what you did is to earn it. You know what I'm saying? Not be given. You know so. So to answer that, yeah, I think it's okay. But at the end of the day, I think players should just try their best. If they if they if they done if they done all they're supposed to do, and the coach said it's not going to work, then yeah, maybe it's time to transfer. If they have it, and it just had one bad year or one bad conversation or something like this, or he said she said, and you try to leave, then no. Because if you if you start on that road now, me and you both know you're going to always continue on that road mm-hmm. to keep running. When mm-hmm. things happen, and that's not life. So, so, so take, yeah. So, so my question, yeah, come on you, with it. Who took you in um, on the football team as a football player, and who took you in on the coaching staff to make your experience in Nebraska? Because to make your experience in Nebraska better, because the. The Rashawn that I saw at South High was totally different after one year in Nebraska. It was totally different. Your mindset, your attitude, your approach. So who took you on as a player? Uh, who took you on as a coach that you felt like anything's possible? Uh, You know what? As a player, I think we just banded together as brothers. You know, Lawrence Phillips was in my class. Mike Booker was in my class, Jamel Williams, Lance Brown. Uh, and I think a lot of us youngsters, we just kind of gelled together because that was, you know, back then the fr- the, the seniors wasn't dealing with freshmen. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you cast, when I say you cast, I mean the older guys, they'll they'll drive right past you like you don't even exist. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, for a long time, those were the guys, my, my peers, the guys I was around – those were the guys that I really had to to gel, and I learned how to be, you know, tougher from the Lawrence Phillips of the world. But if I had to go upperclassmen, it would be Calvin Jones, which from Omaha, and uh-huh. I, and I think Trev Alberts, believe it or not, yeah, you know, because they these guys, you know, uh, Calvin would pick me up, and Trev would give me little nitbits and pieces of what I needed to do to to to, to play the game. You know, at a, lot, a high level, being that I had to block him every day. That's kind of how they knew I could play tight end. is because I had to block him, uh, you know, in practice. So, you know, those would be the guys. As far as coaching, you know, I give a lot of credit to Coach Osborne. Of course, he had to deal with 150 other little boys. But I can't necessarily name – that's the one part that, for me – I wish we could get back and and go back in the time because I think I would have I would have handled myself a little bit differently, you know. And uh-huh. I, I think you know sometimes we can look to point the finger and not really understand that you know this was some stuff is on us as players and and just not having a father figure, 
in our lives. But then another thing is being a coach, you know, I understand now how much I have to take these young men who, like me and you, grew up without a father in the home and how much more they need me to stand up for them. And so yeah. I'm not going to say I, I can't put a name on which coach. Actually, there was no coach for me that kind of took me in and, and put his arm around me and said, hey, come over to my house. I mean, they would do it at practice, but I'm saying, you know, hindsight's always 20-20 and different strokes for different folks. All players don't need that type of love. But, that's, that, that exactly. I would, yeah, and I would say, you know, it, it was the majority of those older guys. Dwayne Harris kind of helped out and molded me into the player and the tough guy that I am. Um, just all, all the older guys that I played with, Baron Miles, Tyrone Williams, uh, all the older guys gave me an opportunity um, where they took me in, they showed me the ropes so that I can go out and be a captain when it came to be my senior year. Nice. Nice. I, I, and, and that's awesome. You hit on some very crucial points of this. Like, not necessarily you don't need somebody to take you around a, you know, you know, put your hand around you and say, hey, you're home, my home. It's not necessarily that. It's just just holding you accountable, you know, making you grow, making pushing you to be better than what you was today. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that was a um that was a great and crucial um experience and because you you totally grew. And every time I see you, you're always growing. You know, you always want your conversation is always about growing and about positive life and you know and, and then just giving back you know what i'm saying and that's what makes you unique and and i'm glad that this radio show is going awesome because this was well you had this a long time ago people just didn't know <laughs> you mm-hmm. were talking about this with me about four years ago <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it was it's awesome how everything works out and uh and yes eventually i would love to come back and you know partner with you because uh I, you know, I had people say, hey, I heard you on the radio. Hey, I heard you on the radio. Hey, I heard you on the radio. And I didn't think that people paid attention that much. And it was it was a great feeling, you know, for people to say, hey, man, you was good. You was good on the radio. So, you know, 43 will be back there. 43 will be back there <laughs> sooner, sooner than later. Yeah, so we we, we need it. you, Badge. You got so much a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I think that uh... – you know, the people want to hear what Bass has got to say. They want to hear your ideas on different things. And I think basketball, college basketball needs you. You know what I mean? We 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 we're, we lived in an era when that team thing was still team. And mm-hmm. the only – and I look at it like this. Nebraska will only get back to being, well, as great as they were if they talked to the people that was great in that day. And yeah. I don't know another basketball team. Tell me, who do you feel like was the best team in the last 40 years at Nebraska? Team. Mm. As far as football and basketball? Basketball, just basketball. Because I think, oh. again, we it, it, there's parallels. You know, football didn't do a good job of dealing with the former players. Basketball doesn't do a, a, a good job of dealing with the former players. I, you know, is it one year before me? I think it was one year before me. That's when Nebraska was like twenty six and eight or something. It was like Rich King, Tony Farmer, uh, Bo Reed, some um, they, uh, Flipper Scales. All these cats, Keith Moody. They were awesome. They were awesome. 
they, when we came to, when I came, me and Jason Glock, there was no holes bar. Like, look, man, we sacrificed the whole summer to get to have that season we had last year. They sacrificed the whole summer. They stayed on campus. They didn't go home. They played every day, twice a day to like nine o'clock at night, except for like Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. But for the most part, man, they they stayed here, and that was and that's what um, got them to go to the NCAA. And but um, I would say that team it was from right Rashawn is the eighty. It's the 88-89 team, or the 89-90 team. I think it's the 89-90 team. You talking Rich King? Yeah, Rich Ooh, King. That was a good and they were, they were, they were awesome. They were, they were awesome, man. Tony Farmer, Rich King. Like I said, I think even Carl Hayes and it was doing that team. Uh, the Priest Owens, and, um, Keith Moody. They were awesome, man. They were just, you know, um, they were they were the ones who. Wore the first black uniforms, black and red uniforms. Really, we never yeah, the black shirt to do that. because they called them the black shirts too back then. They was the first to wear the first to wear them. It was the first to wear them. So yeah, so yeah, that era was. Um, and then football. Oh man, shoot! The national championship the first time we was there. Uh, my year, you know, the, you know, Dwayne Harris, you know, Tommy Frazier, you know, all those guys. Um, Shoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that I know what you thought about. I know what you thought about. Oh, man. It was just. I, you know what I have memories of? And tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't LP and Amon play together? Yeah. That one two punch. <laughs> that, just, that was like childish. That was just like, you know. You, you stopped one, but then you got – and I think the depth chart was like three or four. I think Clinton Childs was even on that depth chart. Yeah, but Clinton, it was like Damon Benny. Like, okay. mm-hmm. uh, Clinton Childs and Damon Benny. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, here's here's the deal, too, you know, when you think about that. So, you guys, we were winning championships during that time. So, what, from a basketball's perspective – because you played at the same time when we were winning that championship. How was that for you guys? Was it like you guys were winning too? Oh, yes, definitely. Because you remember, you guys would come to the game and be running at the basket. Yeah. Y'all was at every home game. Yeah. And it was so live. Y'all were touchable. Y'all was just like, man, we going in the, the tunnel. Y'all high-fiving us. Y'all prepping us. Come on, let's get this. Come on, the game ain't over. We be down to the 15. Let's go. Let's go. You know, the whole football team. So, so, so I remember. The whole football team. I, but I remember, uh, Badge, when when we was there training table. Now, I, from yeah. what I heard, this is what I heard. You know, what I'm saying when I got there, that football and the basketball players didn't get along. Right. And so and, that wasn't the case when we got there, though. No, we changed our whole score. You yeah. guys and us. Yeah. I think you know what you know what I think it did selfishly? All the cast that came from Omaha changed that whole dynamic of that. Because we were such a family. We were such a family. We wasn't about that. We needed each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And most of us were boys club kids. We needed each other to be successful. From the Tony Veland to to myself to Damon Benning to Clinton and all them, we we were family. We were childhood friends. Yeah. We was that, so we wasn't going to be sitting act like oh, we don't know him. 
or I don't know him. I'm not going to sit with him. And no, that wasn't us. We, we we couldn't keep that going. And then you guys led by example, and it just went away. It just went away, and it got to the point where I started being good friends with Dwayne Harris. My friends was Troy Dumas, Abdul Muhammad, um, um, Bear Miles, Dwayne Harris, and Ralph Lott. Wow, those are the people. And Jacques, and Jacques. Mm-hmm. Those are the people I hung around. We was all and Tony Vilan. We was all Harper. We was all Harper, and we used to have this. We used to have this. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus Wednesday. We'll sit up on the stairs out in front of Harper, and we have to admit what we did wrong. <laughs> and it was funny, right? And, you know, and, and everything. But we were all family. We used to be at the bottom of the Smith Hall, the Smith dorms, in the study hall room. And in that study hall room, you had Mike you had all these, all these players. Man, it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. But we was all family. We was all in the same situation. We all knew we had to get through it. You know, I remember I'm going to classical mythology. Classical mythology is more football and basketball players. We all intertwine in right. two rows. No one knew. Everyone knew that you can't sit these two or three rows. These are all football and basketball players. These are all the athletes. You couldn't sit in there. <laughs> you couldn't sit in there. Yeah, and I remember Eric Pikowski missed, and I tried to cover. Danny Nee came in there with a hat on like he was a student and tapped me on the shoulder. and said, hey. I see you in class. I'm like, turn around. I said, coach. He said, just turn around. Where's your, where's your teammate, Pike? I, I said, oh, he went to the bathroom. He went to the bathroom. Do you want to, are you sure about that? I, I'm pretty sure, coach. I think he went to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Well, tell Pike he got scared tonight when I see him at practice because I know he didn't show up. But good try. <laughs> Had me on the shoulder and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know what, man? I I ain't even gonna lie. I I, I like Danny Nee so much just because we he you know we could go sometimes over and we would hoop and, and and do some different things over there and and he would allow us to do that. And quite as kept, I used to get some some basketball shoes from over there. I ain't gonna tell my source, but I used to get some nice shoes from the basketball department. Bad, you got time to stick around one more segment? Yeah. All right, listen, we'll be right back. We got Terrence Badgett on the ticket, 93.7, the captain. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7, the ticket, and theticketfm.com. Come on, Nick. Take it back to our song right quick, Nick, since you're here. Take it back to our song. Hold on, Badge. We, I got Nick. Nick is in the office. He, he just stepped What's in. Up, Nick? From from being Badge, what's up, man? He's a celebrity now, Badge. He's a big time. Oh, I'm not. He's a big time celebrity now, Badge. He's he's calling high school games, <laughs> dude. And, and nice. he was amazing. Nice. This dude was amazing, man. To turn 21, that was a that was excellent to hear him. So he does. There it is. There's a Nick dance. You can't see his badge, but it's almost like a inverted, like we're. <laughs> I don't know. What, it's, what, a, it's a wide. It's like it's a like swan, yeah. wide, have your arms flailing <laughs> yeah. type deal. I got Nick. He got, he got that swag back. I don't know how it started. Nick got the swag back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Badge, uh, yeah. we, we was talking. When you look at Nebraska football uh, now, what's your thoughts on Nebraska football? 
it's still there. It's just this, this, this. I'll be honest. It just seems like it's just the the defense. It's just the defense. I feel like you know, um, it's still Nebraska, but it's just fine tuning. I feel like he's making steps towards. It's just like Nebraska basketball ended this year. I feel like the football ended the same way. But now it's this year upcoming. you got to take it to the next level. You have to get more consistency. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, we, we're loyal. I'm red through and through. I, you know, I still believe. I still believe. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> in the words of um, the, what, who was his name? Uh, Kevin Garnett, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, it's just finding the right fits, finding the right players, finding the right commitment. I think he's taking the steps to end with the Mickey Joseph, the the people that he's brought in. I think he's taking the steps to being, uh, a, have a better unit, a better cohesiveness, a, a, you know, um, a different, a different, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <sighs> Presentation. Um, of Nebraska football this year. Um, I still believe, man. I still believe. It's not going to be ever going to repeat what you guys done. I'm sorry. I would be lucky if we did. But that, that, that 91, 92 until 97, 98 is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? But um, there's still hope. And, and that's all I can do. I can do. I won't give up on them. So Scott Frost, I won't give up on uh, Fred Horberg. And I'm definitely like the Trev Albers. I love that. I love that because he's they're not afraid to make great moves. And then I love the Mickey Joseph. He's he's coming from LSU and he's coming back home where he's supposed to be. You know, so I think they got some pieces in line. You know, you were talking about the the uh, the basketball player that kind of went to all these different schools and then ended up at New Mexico State um, and won all the kind of crazy. Um, I think it was his name, Teddy Allen. Yep. And he won just about. He was the WAC Player of the Year. Led Mexico uh-huh. State to 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 the tournament. I know we talked about this, and, and maybe it was a get fit for everybody. But when you have that type of talent in the room, it's like having an Andrew Woolridge, right? And mm-hmm. not being able to convince Andy to stay because you because Jamar be gone in a year or two. Right. You know, right. I mean, you can't let that type of talent out the building. Would to me and, and again, maybe it was best for both. It didn't look like it was best for Nebraska basketball because well, we 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 recruited the kid. That means we invested time into him all for it not to work out. As a coach, how do you convince kids in this Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Era to stick around, and then how do you develop them? Okay. Well, and that, in, in his in his sake, in his situation, the body language said it. 
fans may not have seen it. Well, I think fans probably did see it. He was a he was all about himself. He wasn't a team player. He didn't get along with team. Um, the coach, he you know pacified, and it, it was clips of him disrespecting Fred Hoiberg. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To the Why though? What was he? What Fred was... come out of a timeout mm-hmm. and tell him exactly what to do, and he didn't do it. But then Fred comes out to talk to him and hold him accountable. He pats Fred on the back and, and walks right by him. So there was a level of respect he didn't have. That kind of you can't let. Don't we know that other, going in though? Huh? Don't don't we know that the kid is disrespectful going in? No. Why? Why wouldn't you know if you talk to him if in the day of social media, in the day of we can find out all types of information about all types of man, you got truth finders, you got all these different websites to, to look in at a kid. And you okay. got the coaches and you got the people around the kid. Don't we know when a kid is disrespectful, if he's coming in disrespectful, don't we know? Because that's obviously he came in that way. Let me let me recant what I said. You're right. Yes, you do know. But he was given a try. He was given a try for one, he was a Boys Town kid. Two, you know, saying it was just like he had so much success in all these different places, but he just never he never he never could stay. And then it just panned out the same way. So So yeah, so yeah, he, he, he they knew, they knew. So I take that back. You're right. Who are, and and okay, so let's just take little feeder, right? Little Mitchell, that's at Creighton Prep, Creighton now, not Creighton Prep, but Creighton University. Did Nebraska make a conscious effort to recruit him? And do you think Alvin would have let him go to Nebraska? Um, I don't think Nebraska took a conscious. I think Alvin would have. Because that was about what whatever his kids want to, regardless of what happened with him. Um, if I was on the coaching scene, if he felt that it was a good choice for his kid to go, he would let him go, definitely. And at the same time, too, you know, um, he thought about his, you know, he's not holding grudges because he works with so many kids. There's so many kids that go from a different team than back to his team, or whatever. He's not about that. And at the same time, whatever his kid feels like he's going to be successful in, he wants his kid to be a part of making that choice. And that's just him being a, just a great father he is. Um, Alan, Teddy, I can see the body language from Teddy that he, the players, they get along. And you're not going to be successful. When players give up and stop working and playing with you, that's not a, not a good look. You know what I'm saying? So it's just – it was it was time for him to go. It, it really was. It wasn't going to be beneficial, but through through greatness, I'm glad that he was beneficial for him somewhere else. So it so I would just say it was a great thing. It was it was meant for him to go away and to be successful somewhere else. So how do you, Nebraska is just go ahead. How, how do you think? Now I'm I'm going deep right now. Okay, so how do you think guys with losing records? can get raises. How did that – how do you think that happened? Yeah. I, I mean, you get what I'm asking? I mean, I, I, I'm just saying I, I get it, but what's the what's the mindset behind saying, okay, you, you've done an okay job. You, I don't – if you got a losing record, can you call it an okay job? 
No, you did a horrible job coaching. You are you haven't won a game against a top twenty five team since the other day, but before that it was for three years. You never beat one in three years. How do you explain getting millions of dollars extra, getting a contract extension, and you haven't won games? What is that about? Yeah. That's a that's a great that's a great question. You know, I, it's all about measurement, I guess. I don't know how they measure that, but I I totally agree. If you haven't if you haven't produced anything, why should you get a paycheck? You know, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I, you know, yeah, I'm awesome. just trying to figure that out because because I don't believe that that most jobs most jobs. If you work at your job and you do an, a, a horrible job at your job, now I, I, I'm not going to say horrible. You do an okay job, a less than okay job, you don't get a raise. You get you get to keep your job. But I just find that super ironic that, you know, we're giving raises and we're saying great job to people who only are doing a subpar job. So what happens to the people who do a great job? What do they get? Yeah. You know, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think that too. Some of those things you think is um, putting their contracts that you have to. If you make it this far, that you, you know, that's one of your, you know, your goals that you hit, and you get to, you know, you know, and you know, receive that. It got to be something like that. Um, if it's based on wins and stuff like that, then I don't know too. To be honest, sometimes you you feel like. If you have not won, why would you take a raise? <laughs> I mean, if you feel like well, you wait, but well, well, wait, Badge. why would you accept it? Wait a minute, Badge. We we gonna we gotta take this a break. But let me say this before we get ready to go. If somebody said to you, "I'm gonna give you two more million dollars a year, sir," I don't know what person would say. Ah, you know what? I ain't done. I ain't done anything to deserve that. So just keep the money. Hit me up when I when I ball out. <laughs> it's the captain the ticket 93.7 I'm with Terrence Badger we'll be right back back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com Yeah. It's about the money. The NIL is going down. Money, 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 money. I just want to – I'm just talking – I'm just talking Coach Hoiberg. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at this thing like in June 2nd, 20, in 2015, he was hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. They, yeah. missed, the, they missed the playoff his rookie season. I think they came back and did some things, you know, his next two seasons, so 16 and 17, they did okay. Uh, but December 3rd, 2018, the Bulls fired uh, Hoiberg as, after a 5-19 and 19 start to the 2018-2019 season. So, 5-19. and 19. And then we decided, we, being Nebraska, decided, that 
he was good enough to come to Nebraska in 2019. Now, have we gave him have he has he had five years? No. But let me just go over a stat. 2010, 2011, when he took over Iowa State, he was 16 and 16. In 12, he was 23 and 11, 13, 23 and 12, 14, 28 and 8, 15, 25 and 9. Those last four years, they went to the Sweet 16. First two years, they got knocked out in, in 32. They made it to the Sweet 16 in 13, 14. And then in 14, 15, they made it to the round of 64 and got beat up. Here's his three years at Nebraska. Seven and twenty-five. Two and eighteen in the Big Ten. Seven and twenty. Three and sixteen in the Big Ten. Ten and twenty-two, of which three games came at the end. Four and sixteen in the Big Ten. His three year record, twenty-four wins, sixty-seven defeats. Nine and fifty. Let me say it one more time. Nine wins and 50 losses in the Big Ten Conference. Think about that, man. Nine wins and 50 losses. We, I mean, something, something's wrong with that picture. And I'm not saying, do we want to fire Hoiberg? I'm not calling for Hoiberg. That, I, it ain't my department to call for that. I'm just I'm here to just look at the facts and see what the facts say. The facts say you're not a very you're not a good very good basketball coach. The facts say if you are going to let your number one players get away, now again, you have to become all things to all men. Are there gonna be some guys that are gonna fall through the cracks? Absolutely. But if you're in the recruiting office and you getting paid that type of money that they get paid to recruit then you did your due diligence and you know how to handle that player because the age and the time is different and players need guys who will step up, get in their face, let them know what it is, especially that look like them, that understand where they come from and what they need to do to be successful. Yeah. 115 and 155 is his three-year record, or, or Chicago Bulls record. 115 and 155. I'm just going through. Nebraska, 24 and 67. Iowa, the only time he's had a winning season was 115 to 56. It was 67% win weight. Something's wrong with this picture. What do we do to change the, the narrative on that? Can How does Hoyberg change the outcome? Because right now the outcome is bleak. Unless we do some drastic things in the NIL and the transfer portal to get a big man. Badge, how come we don't have a big man? That's the key. Yeah. I truly believe that's the key is a big man. I mean, I mean, this is we're talking the University of Nebraska now. I know we're not we're we're known for a football school, but here lately we ain't been known for playing football. We're still a football school, but you always had your Mikey Moores. Your Rich Kings, your Vincent Hamiltons, yeah. You always had those big guys. Your your uh, 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 Chubbicks. What's going on to that? 
we can't get a guy to, to, to go to the University of Nebraska that's a baller. Mm-hmm. Who are the guys out there right now that's in Omaha Metro that we need to be going after? You know, I'm I'm just lost from that. I really don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I <laughs> I feel like the kids. I feel like the kids. I'm sorry, Rashad. I feel like the kids are spoiled. You know, I I just do. I just do. But um, I haven't really embarked in them. But I know that um, as far as tall kids, I don't even think we have any. I don't even. I don't. I don't. I just don't. I don't think we have any. Omaha's never really had any like Mikey Moore's. I mean, I think. I think Who the was the kid came, from South? Lee Cook. Was that the kid from Maybe. South? Huh? Remember the kid from South? I don't know if he was an African kid, but it was a kid from South that was a big kid that went either to Georgetown. He went. He went somewhere on the East Coast, I believe. Big kid, six ten, somewhere around in there. Big kid. Really? Yeah, was it a, he, this was, is years ago. One of the ropes was it? Could have been. Could have been. I didn't know he was that tall, but yeah, I remember him because he used to. What are the well? The whole family used to come to the YMCA, Lafern, when I was the executive director. But I don't think they had a tall, big rope. Um. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm just oh, saying. I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I, and listen, we're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able so, to always recruit. But go ahead. Nick. So I, I'll, I'll name four right off the the first four that came to my mind. Not even from Omaha, but just from the state of Nebraska. Uh, first, Baylor Shireman is six foot seven. I know. I know it's not super tall, but it's taller than we need height, right? Baylor Shireman went to South Dakota State Summit Player of the Year in the conference this year, averaging eighteen and eighteen and nine and five assists per game from down up at South Dakota State. Next. Jason Green, we just saw him this weekend in the state tournament, going to Creighton. Nebraska missed out on him. They tried to recruit him, but Creighton beat Nebraska out. Second, William Kyle, six foot eight, six nine, um, needs to get muscle on his body, but still hung up with William Kyle or with uh, Jason Green this weekend. We saw him; he, he dominates at this level. And then fourth is an rope, Jacob Arope from Bell West, a sophomore, bigger body, not very tall, six five, six six, maybe. Uh, but a big body and is playing practically the whole game for Bellevue West and Coach Woodard there. Bad, you remember Justin Patton? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went to school with his mom. Yes, yeah. He went to North. Yeah, well, tell me why Nebraska didn't recruit him. Nebraska didn't believe in him. But that's what I'm talking about. You're you've been subpar since the '90s, and you mean to tell me that you got the audacity to not? Look in your own backyard for the greatest players right in your own backyard. It, it should tell you something. It should tell you something. It should tell you if you don't sniff in your own backyard, there's no way you're supposed to be sniffing in somebody else's backyard because them players ain't cooking that good, them good steaks, man. They not going to give you the shirt off their back like a kid would from Nebraska, like a Terrence Badgett when you were recruited. We'll take it to break. The captain, the ticket, 93.7 with T-Badge. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
yes, yes, yes. From the uh, streamline, uh, Hawkspawn says a meteorologist gets paid to be mostly wrong. I'd agree with that 150%. Hey, T Badge, it's the end of the show. You see how quick that time went? Badge, you there? Terrence Badgett? Badge is gone. Dang, I wanted to I wanted Badge to give me his 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 last All right. two minute his two minute drill. But Nick, what's up? You're back. I got five minutes with Nick. Not Listen, even, not even. the best three minutes. The best yeah, it, uh, it was amazing hearing you call the game, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was a lot of fun actually. It, it was different last week. Um I hope people enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot it was it was time consuming, but it was we lived at PBA, but it was a blast when it right? changed it. You're a celebrity now, I heard. No, I am not. That's what they say. They say who's the young Nick guy calling the game? I was like, who, who are you talking about? It was like the handsome young man that calls the game all the basketball games. I was like, Nick? They said they said He's handsome. 21. That part's right. The handsome part's uh, right. Uh, uh, that's a lie. The guy the guy that is good at calling basketball games, that, that part is a lie. But uh, no, you did pretty it, good. it was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, the, the atmosphere was great. Um this was like one of the one of the years, though. Also, that it, it felt like normal. It felt like a normal state tournament game mm. and, and state tournament because of the amount of fans that not only were allowed but also showed out. Like the student sections traveled well. And, and one thing that I always think gets underappreciated um, when state tournament basketball rolls around is the small towns. I, I love the idea that they just shut everything down. Everybody migrates to Lincoln for the day. And and everybody comes out, whether or not they have a, they have a, a child playing or they know somebody playing, they're they're just out there. And so, like when Fort Calhoun was playing, everybody came. Auburn, same thing, and and Saint Cecilia's, same thing. Humphrey, similar. Like when, when those small towns play, everybody comes out. Who who was your the best team you would pick that you like? Didn't matter the yeah, class. The yeah. best team that you liked, offensively or not, not offensively. The girls and the boys. Girls, Elkhorn North. Uh, Britt Prince is so much fun to watch. Um, I also said Taylor McCabe, when, when I was on early break at the start of the week, I, I said Taylor McCabe is really going to show people how, how fun and, and talented she is to watch. And and she did uh, drop 20-some points at the games that she played, obviously. Fremont won their first title. Um, but talking to you know Mike Sauter from, from NEB Preps and, and Jacob Padilla from Hill Varsity and even sitting next to DP – the whole thought and and what we kept saying is that she's one of those players that you look up at you know five minutes left in the first quarter she has seven points and you're like all right yeah that's a that's a decent start you know and then you look up halfway through the third and she's got 28 mm. and and you don't remember how it's like she just finds ways to um, get into the game and involve herself in the game where she just takes over but it's like silently and mm-hmm. after the game she you know she's she's extremely humble. Um, and she's going to Iowa, so I understand you don't like that idea. I understand that. Um, how, what? How did that happen? That's what I'm saying. Well, how's that happen? There's, there's, there's a couple things there. Um, there's some issues. No, not I wouldn't say issues. Just things that that just can't go to the air. Okay. Um, okay. But anyway, she's just going to Iowa, and she. I can't say that that's not a bad gig because I, the, I the girls' basketball not. team not. they're good, and absolutely. Iowa just won the Big Twelve. Big, yeah, they just won the Big Ten. I mean, and, I mean the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. And, and Caitlin Clark, who's going to be the national player, or is in the running against South Carolina's um, 
I'm blanking on her name, but she's they're they're going to be in the running for national player of the year. The three is that the three point girl you talking yes. about? Yeah, where is she going? So Caitlin Clark, that's who was at, she's already at Iowa. Okay, the the other girl though, it was another girl from so Britt Prince. Yeah, it must be from Britt Elkhorn Prince. North. She's a sophomore. Oh, she's young. Um, yeah, she is, but she has over thirty D one offers. She as a freshman, she got offered by the number one team in the country last year. Nebraska offer. Yes, that'd Nebraska be, was the first team that offered. Nebraska and Creighton were the first two teams to offer. That'd be a big time nil. Absolutely, get. absolutely. N- nil For, get though. Nil. Yes, get. yes. And and Nebraska. See, this is where it's interesting. Here, I got to hit the out. So we have about a minute. Okay. Um, here's what's interesting with Britt Prince. Her mom and Prince used to be a, an assistant coach at Midland. She is now the head coach at Elkhorn North. They've won back to back titles in Class B. First two years of being a program. Um, what what's really interesting there. With Nebraska women's basketball hopefully turning a corner, finding more success, you have a better chance to land her. Like that's, that's just on that's being realistic. Well, that's just being realistic. Kids want to go places to win. Year and by the time that Britt Prince will be in college, it'll be three years in a row that Nebraska women's basketball could be in the NCAA tournament. I so like it. there you are, and Britt Prince can go. Hey, I'll be playing in the big dance. Britt Prince, you heard it from me, Rashawn Jackson, three-time national champion. You need to come to Nebraska to captain the ticket. Ninety-three point seven gone. Uh, what are you doing, Sip? I thought the chickens could use some more light in their lives. So you're building what exactly? Uh, it's a motion-censored switchboard. Duh. Ah! Ah! Are you sure you know what you're doing? Uh, of course. Ow! God! Uh, ow! Seems like a job for a professional. Just one more wire. Yep, there you go, right there. Ah! <laughs> ah! Don't be ah. like Sip. Call Joe and Ambition Electric for any of your electric needs at 402-217-3415. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point and it works everywhere i write Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.